Hi everyone, welcome to Conversations with Yourself. I am Venus Neves, commonly known as Lehakwe, and I appreciate you checking in with me today. I want to take a moment to share. So, yesterday I was having a conversation with a girlfriend of mine and truly that was one of the most perspective-altering conversations I had ever had with her. Mainly because after we had had that conversation, I was overwhelmed with feelings of gratitude. I was grateful for the lesson that she had given me. You know, the lesson that I had been given through her in that conversation. You know, and I had to sit down with myself and really think about how I would have to develop the freedom that I needed to have in order to authentically express myself in this human experience that I am having. So her and I spoke a little over three hours, you know, The first half of our conversation was about what we normally talk about, but our conversation took a very interesting turn. You know, yesterday was actually supposed to be the day that I recorded this episode, but my neighbors were having a funeral and it was really noisy. And that is really God, you know, because had I not recorded or had I recorded an episode that day I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have had that conversation with her and that goes to say that with every day there is a lesson that is designated to you by God you know so our conversation took a very interesting turn you know she dramatically diverted from what we were talking about and she's like so tell me you know, what is tomorrow's episode going to be about? And I told her, I told her what the episode was going to be about. And she was like, oh, that's, that's very interesting. I can't wait to hear it, you know. And she said something to me. She's like, you know, in your first episode, I was listening to it. And there's a part where you, you mentioned something, but you, you held back. You know, I could hear that you wanted to say it, but you quickly diverted from saying it, you know. And this was her trying to remember what it actually was, you know. And I reminded her, you know, it was the part of the episode where I was talking about having been betrayed by a friend. You know, I was talking about communication and I mentioned that I had been betrayed by a friend. And then I took a long pause. (laughs) Okay, I took a long pause and I said... My words were, okay, I'm not going to get too deep into that. You know, and really the reason I did that is because I do not want to divert from what I was actually talking about. I do not want to get into a story time zone and start talking about what had been done to me. You know, so that's the reason why I held back. So because she knows me, okay, she knows me. She knows that I'm very vulnerable, open and raw with her. So when she heard me hold back, that was like a shock to her system. It was like, what, girl? Talk, okay? Say what you want to say. Say it with your chest, okay? So I'm like, girl, you know, so that was me explaining my state of mind when that had happened. And I was explaining that I was very well aware of that, 
you know and i was also tell also telling her that i guess it's something that i do or something that i have trained my mind to do because as much as i'm an expressive person the people around me it's easy for me to express myself to the people around me but i am not as expressive to to everyone you know so this is me putting myself out there into the world and this is me sort of testing the waters and trying to gain momentum and trying to assess the level of vulnerability i can show up here with you know and because i don't have to do that with her it was very much a shock to her system you know and we continued with that conversation and we started talking about art and creative expression you know and i was saying to her that so firstly her and i are total opposites okay i love art i love expressing myself i love being in touch with my creative energy i love poetry and she just feels like all of those things are just cheesy she genuinely feels like it's just way too cheesy i don't know how many times i have mentioned something and i'm like oh my god that's so beautiful and she's like i don't see it and i'm like child where is your creative mind okay we need to bring life into that because this ain't cute you know so within that conversation i stopped to tell her my fear in terms of the reservations that i have when it comes to my self expression you know i was sort of explaining the boundaries that i had in terms of doing that and the reason why i have those boundaries and i was saying to her that my biggest fear in this lifetime as a deeply expressive person my biggest fear is being misunderstood you know so i told her that in certain situations i would refrain from expressing myself to someone because i am sure i am very much sure that this person is going to misunderstand me and knowing the authenticity from which i had expressed myself it would really hurt me to not have that person accept what i was expressing the way that i had expressed it you know so i was you know that was the basis of the whole conversation and she she stopped me you know i was i was going on and on and on and i was really explaining myself in that regard and explaining to her you know and she stopped me and she's like lahakwe you know as authentic as you are in your expression as an individual you need to let go of you need to these are not her exact words okay this is me paraphrasing but she said you need to let go of the attachment that you have towards the way people accept your expression you know you need to trust that after you have expressed yourself you need to trust that you did it in the most authentic way possible and that the way people receive it or the way that person might perceive it and the way that they might accept it and understand it has nothing to do with the way you had expressed yourself and has everything to do with 
their capacity to understand you at that level or in that manner, you know, and that I should just do what I do as an individual in this human experience and just forget about everything else that goes on at the other end. So everything that I release, every word that I release, every bit of energy that I release, after I have released it, I should be content and happy with myself for having released it and completely forget about where that energy is going to go and how that energy is going to be received, you know, and that was really the basis of what she was saying and I was like, wow that is really life-changing that is that is really life-changing for me you know and my biggest fear as an individual is is being misunderstood you know and I kept on reiterating that within that conversation because I truly felt like she does not understand mainly because she isn't naturally an artistic person so I genuinely felt like she doesn't understand. So I went all over again, telling her that, girl, listen, okay, breathe in, breathe out. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, listen. And she said the same thing again. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I think I get it. I really think I get it. And that really blew my mind because I'm like, wow, like, well, there are so many things that you held back on doing because you were afraid of it being misunderstood you were afraid of the way it was going to be accepted and that I shouldn't I shouldn't be extending my mental energy into those areas I should be focusing on what I project into the world and just forget about whatever else happens after that you know so yeah I am very grateful for having learned that lesson you know and I'm guessing to someone else it might not be that deep but to me it's very deep because I know how my fear of being misunderstood has really become a a limit to the way that I express myself and just to the way that I live my life generally so for that I will I am eternally eternally grateful And this goes to say that not everyone has the eye that you have in terms of the way you see things. Not everyone has the ear that you have in terms of the way you hear things. Not everyone has the mind that you have in terms of the way you comprehend things. And not everybody has the voice that you have in terms of the way you express yourself and the sky may be blue to you the trees may be green to you but you need to understand and accept that that might not be everybody else's reality you need to find not comfort but you need to find contentment and peace in the fact that your reality is not everybody else's reality and there may be people that relate and resonate with you in terms of those specific things but the truth of the matter is that you do not share the same reality with everyone. That then brings me into today's episode. You know, it's a bit of a touchy one because not everybody 
subscribes to this way of life. Not everybody just subscribes to this journey. And really, to some people, life really isn't that deep. And I can, I can respect that. You know, so I'm going to be talking about religion and spirituality. And I want you to take a moment to process what I just said. Because usually it's religion versus spirituality but i stand okay it's religion and spirituality you know so i grew up in a christian household i am very much a christian an extremely active christian in that regard you know i grew up going to church you know we are very much christians in not necessarily in my family, but in my household or in my home. We are Christians. No doubt about it. No reservations for anything else. We are Christians. That is what we believe in. That is what has been true for us. You know, and of course you're a child. You're growing up in this Christian household and you are being taught about God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and heaven and hell and as a child you don't really question things because you trust your parents you trust your caregivers what they give you is what becomes true for you but you then grow up and naturally your eyes open you start to engage your mind more in terms of the things that you do your beliefs your values and views of things and you really start questioning things and by questioning i don't mean doubting there's a difference between questioning and doubting something and i think the connotations of that word are very negative especially in the context of christianity when someone tells you that they question christianity it usually comes across as them saying that they do not believe that there is a god they do not believe in this jesus man you know but that's not what i mean i mean question in terms of me trying to discover who jesus god and the holy spirit is to me you know yes i've been taught about it yes because i trust my my parents and I trust their their doctrine, you know, I trust what they have taught me. It it becomes second nature to me, but there comes a period in life where naturally as you are growing, you start to question things. And I really was in a phase where I was asking myself who God is. You know, I no longer wanted to be restricted to what my mother had taught me about God. I wanted to experience God for myself. You know, I wanted to experience God for myself. All these things that she would tell me, I really felt that, okay, I'm old enough for God to deem me worthy of expressing himself to me and showing me who he is. You know, so... In that pursuit, my journey took quite an interesting turn, okay? 
I did not divert from Christianity. I am still very much a Christian. But for me, my religion is a lot more complex than that, if I may put it that way. You know, for me, it's a lot more than God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Bible. You know, for me, the Bible says that ye are gods. You know, and that doesn't, I mean, according to these new age beliefs, ye are God means that I'm a God, I can do everything that God can do. And, you know, I am as significant as this great God that we are all worshipping. I am by no means saying that, but ye are gods in the sense that God is a creator and he has gifted us that same creative energy. Because he made us in his image. You know, God is a transformative being. And in that sense, we have the same ability to transform either ourselves or transform our situation or transform, just transform, you know. And, you know, for me, it was like, God, you said you are my father. You created me and... I want to know me. I want to know me through you because you created me and there is no one that knows me better than you know me. So in order for me to discover myself, not only did I have to dig deep within myself to find out who I am, I had to consult God, you know. And for me, yes, God is, this is a very weird imagery, (laughs) But quite honestly speaking, for me, God is this holy entity seated on this majestic throne in heaven with angels surrounding him and praising him and worshipping him. Literally in my head, that's the image that I have of God in a very religious way. But again, in a very spiritual way, God is a spirit that lives in me. You know, we all know that the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God as the Godhead are one thing, in essence. You know, so for me, God is a spirit that lives in me. God is connected to me. You know, so in order for me to to discover myself, I have to go into myself where my soul is and where God also lives. You know, so I am going to take you through, that was a bit of a background in terms of my religious journey. You know, going to church, having to accept. And also for me, I I was born into Christianity, the person that really had to go on that journey and discover God for themselves was my mother. You know, she was raised by both her own mother and her grandmother, and they were both Christians, you know, but she, back in the day, Christianity, she was in, she grew up in a Methodist church, so it was a very much routine, it was a very much, it was very much a routine of, of, of getting to know God, it was so very systematic, you know, so even in that church, I've been to that church a couple of times and it's like we walk in and it's it's 
it's it has so much protocol you know there's a certain time to do certain things you know it's like in the morning we say a prayer and then we sing this hymn even the songs that we sing we used to sing from hymn books you know they believed in the holy spirit but you couldn't be possessed by the holy spirit and act uncontrollably in the church it's like sis that is not church etiquette okay god is a very orderly you know he is very orderly so it would be very ungodly for you to just be in this church when up because it's very spirit you're going to start screaming and shouting like we don't do that in this church so it was a very much conservative church if i may put it that way and that is where she grew up you know but my mom being a deeply spiritual person and i'm guessing it it runs in the family all the women in my family all the matriarchs in my family have a deep sense of have a deep spiritual identity you know my great grandmother is a pisces my grandmother is a capricorn i my mother is a scorpio and i am a capricorn okay so disclaimer disclaimer side note whatever you want to call it the christians that are listening to me right now are like i'm confused because you said you're a christian but you are mentioning zodiac signs like how do those two how are they intertwined how can they coexist you know and i'll get into that a bit later into the episode you know but yes pisces are known for being spiritual scorpios as well and not not they aren't capricorns aren't really known to be spiritual i feel like there's a very narrow stereotype of capricorns people think capricorns are very conservative and traditional and stoical and it's like in essence that is who you are but there are just so many layers to capricorns than what is portrayed you know or than that than what we portray as capricorns ourselves you know so yeah um what was i saying so yes that was my religious quote unquote religious journey growing up that was very much carried by the people around me my parents my family members the church you know sunday school youth all of that and then when i was about 13 years old you know 13 years old is the first year of teenagehood and i'm guessing that's the time that officially officially that is the time that we officially start questioning things you know so i was 13 years old okay i was in grade 8 at that time i was in grade 8 and i mean i was i really wanted to get to know myself you know i'm someone that i'm an introvert so naturally it's it's very natural for an introvert to want to have a deep and rich inner world and at that time that was my desire i did not know that i was an introvert i did not know why i acted the way that i acted i did not know why i had the social behavior that i had but all i knew is that there is a lahakwe inside of me that i needed to get to know and that i needed to unravel it's not something i knew in theory but because 
you know it's just a feeling that you have it's like there is this thing inside me that i want to know like i want to know what this is you know so i really don't know how i ended up doing this guys but i found myself one day downloading applications okay i was downloading apps I was on Google Play Store and I was downloading all of these self-improvement apps, these self-development apps, self-discovery, self-actualization. So I'm guessing self was a word that was very prominent to me in that year of my life. You know, and if I can give this, this, this phase of my journey a name... I would say, I would call it discovering my mind. I was calling, I, I, I would call it discovering my mind because at that time, it was me sort of getting to know myself at a, at a mental level. You know, getting to know yourself is, is, is a journey. It's a process. It's a journey. You don't just wake up one day and you have discovered the deepest parts of who you are. It's really a journey. And most of the time, it's a journey that has no natural direction because be people don't really talk about it. I mean, people talk about it in theory. We know that you need to find yourself, you need to discover yourself, you need to know who you are. But I've never really heard anyone talking about the nitty-gritties of the journey, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, psychological process of getting to know yourself. You know, so I'd call this part of my journey discovering my mind, you know, and discovering my mind or just mind in general. Mind was the most prominent, my mind was the most prominent part of this journey. So I would go into Google Play Store and literally type in self-development and then look at the most aesthetically pleasing app that I could find under that search and I would download it. And in these apps, it would literally be words. It would be words. And I was very excited for that because I started reading at a very young age. I would read novels, you know. And at 13 years old, I had stopped reading novels because I wanted something that would resonate with me. Because a novel was like okay, it's a beautiful storyline. I'm reading this romantic thing about boy meets girl, happily ever after, you know? But I wanted something that would resonate with me, something that I would read that would reflect me or that would give me a sense of direction in terms of how I am supposed to go about discovering myself. You know, so I would read all of these things and... That's where I learned about things like self-awareness, self-actualization, the importance of really paying attention to your process of self-development as an individual. And it was very, it was quite an interesting time for me, you know. And that's when I actually shut the world off. You know, I literally stopped paying attention to the world and I was just doing my thing. I was doing my thing. I was so deeply focused on that, you know. And yeah, that was that was me at 13 years old. So the second part of my journey is me at 14 and 15 years old. So this part of my journey is titled Spirit. 
you know, it's titled Spirit. After having read all of those things when I was 13 about discovering yourself and going within and all of that jazz, you know, when I was 13 is when I learned the, I remember there was this app that I had downloaded and it was, it was, it was like this wheel kind of thing and at the center there was the word you written you know and this wheel was sort of dissecting the different aspects of the self you know so it's like mind body soul and spirit there were four um departments in terms of getting to know ourselves and what and the compartments that the self is made up of basically you know so 14 and 15 years old that is spirit right that is me getting in tune with not only my mind but my spirit you know so that is when things really started getting deep for me and also i did not talk to anyone about this of course it would be very very um normal for a child to want to talk to her parents about stuff like hey mom i just discovered this 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 what do you think about that you know i just read about this what do you think about that and i wasn't that girl i was just like okay here's my mom she's teaching me all of these things she's just really modeling for me what it is to be a christian what it is to be spiritual you know what it is to be in touch with yourself what it is to really be a part of the world but still not lose your sense of self not lose the connection that you have with yourself i saw that modeled that was modeled to me by specifically my mother growing up you know so as much as that was modeled i guess it would be normal for me to want to talk to her about that but i didn't you know i i did not and you know i guess this is an evolution of me that my mom got to witness you know in terms of my behavior changes in terms of the things that i would say when we were in conversation about certain things you know but it was never a formality of me telling her that listen this is what i'm learning about and this is how i'm going to apply it and whatever that had never happened you know so also just just as a as a as a side note i think i don't know if this is true for everyone but the way my life is structured can i say that the way my life is structured or the process of my life or the way things happen the way things are unraveled i guess i can put it that way so for me it's always learn apply it's always learn apply so and i had noticed this from a very young age that whenever i learned something there would soon be an opportunity for me to apply the thing that i had learned you know so this is me 13 years old i was learning about self-esteem self-confidence self-awareness self-development you know and after having learned about that, I was tested in terms of my confidence. I was tested in terms of 
how aware I would be of myself in a specific situation. So after I read something, God is like, okay, you read, so now let's test you to see if you know what you read or you were just reading just to fill this head of yours with words and knowledge for no reason. You know, so mind happened, 13 years old. I had a few lessons about that. There were many things that I had experienced that had reinforced the things that I had read. Because even in the way our minds work, it's practice. You know, you can read something, but if you don't practice it or if you are not given an opportunity to practice it and have it be, you know, and have it be a lesson for you, you, that thing never gets embedded in your mind. You know, it's like, oh, I read this thing, but your mind cannot really recall anything about that because you've never had a solid experience. A solid experience, you know, so... So, again, 13 years old, reading about all of these things and then having experiences that solidified these things and made me believe that the things that I truly read are a reality in this world. You know, back to 14 and 15 years old spirit, that's when I developed an interest in psychology. You know, I would... Google, I was reading a lot of psychology books, I was listening to my favorite psychologists, and that was just what it was about. You know, and even in that phase, I read a couple of books. You know, one of the books that I had read was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. I think I was in grade 9 or 10, 14 and 15 was me in grade 9 and 10. Um, that book was very popular in my school, okay? Everyone was like, yo, have you read The Subtle Art? Have you read it? Oh my god. And I was like, okay, people are talking about this book. It means it's really good, so let me read it. You know, and I read Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I read a letter to my daughter. And also around that time, I had gotten into poetry. I had gotten into poetry and that was the time that I discovered many of the people that have grown to become my favorite poets. You know, the likes of Rappi Kaur, who have written beautiful books like Homebody, the one that everyone knows, Milk and Honey, you know, The Sun and Her Flowers, as well as Billy Chapata, who is a Zimbabwean poet. You know, I really got into reading poetry. And that was how I tied... Poetry for me was very much a spiritual activity, you know. You know, when you think about prayer, prayer is a spiritual activity. You are saying words as an attempt to reach out to God, you know. So for me, poetry was me saying words to myself as an attempt of reaching out to myself so that I could come out. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like there's a lehakwe inside of me and I don't know how to bring her outside of me. You know, and I'm guessing that lehakwe was an inner child. You know, it's like I am a child myself. I'm 14, 15 years old. And there is a lehakwe within me that I am reading this poetry to so that she can come out. You know what I mean? So... Yes, I was reading a lot of poetry as an attempt to 
reach out to my inner self but not only that i just genuinely enjoyed poetry i enjoyed literature i enjoyed the cheese of it all i just enjoyed reading words and having them resonate with me so deeply you know that for me is just so beautiful you know and that was that phase of my life and you know also i still continued reading psychology and that's when i developed or not developed learned more personal content about psychology you know personal content in the sense that this is a form of psychology that wants you to sit with yourself and really introspect you know so it was all about introspection self-awareness not as a concept when i was 13 years old self-awareness was very much a concept like self-awareness in terms of who you are how you act but 14 and 15 was self-awareness in terms of me being aware of myself at a deeper level me, me being aware of the things that i do as an individual and questioning why i do those things do you get what i mean so it was a deeper level of of self-awareness and also at that time i had discovered the meaning of my name which is which has made me fall very deeply in love with myself and which made me realize that okay lahako you are not crazy you know it made me realize that this pursuit of yours this 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 pursuit that you have of wanting to know yourself deeply wanting to uncover unravel yourself wanting to see yourself become undone you know you're not crazy this is something that was meant to be a part of your journey when god was creating you he implanted this aspect of you because he knew that it would naturally become your desire for you to want to unravel that so i could know myself so that i could connect with god on a deeper level you know and this is where religion and spirituality really become an intertwined concept for me because it's like religion i i remember reading this quote somewhere i saw it on twitter as well but i remember i read it in a book i forgot what that book was and this is me paraphrasing but that person said religion worships the messenger you know so religion worships god because god is the messenger you know the bible is god's words so he is the messenger and that spirituality believes that person didn't use the word worship that person said spirituality believes or pays attention to i'm not sure what the word was the message so it's religion messenger which is god and spirituality which is the message you know and i'm like those two can can coexist i can trust and believe in god as the messenger that rules over my life but i can also pay a lot of attention and 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 not only a lot of attention i can regard very highly the messages that i receive from myself through god you know things like your intuition and the holy spirit for one i feel like this is a very good one 
christianity or religion is like the holy spirit is your sense of direction you know the holy spirit leads you in the way that you should go and religion is like your intuition not religion spirituality spirituality is like your intuition leads you you know live by your intuition your intuition knows you it knows the way in which you should go it is the compass with which you should find direction and in that way that is truly self-idolization that is disregarding the supremacy that god has on this earth or in this universe that is really a huge disregard of that but i have grown to learn how to merge the two okay and i mean i constantly critique myself a lot i critique myself a lot because sometimes i'd literally think to myself and be like lahakwe is this me having is this you having double standards you could literally be a christian and forget about all of these psychology spirituality crystal stuff you know you could literally just be conventional and just go to church and listen to the pastor and kneel down pray read your bible like everybody else and just keep it moving but you just have to have to have to have to just keep talking about discovering yourself and connecting to yourself like why are you not trusting god why aren't you trusting the holy spirit why do you have to continuously validate the existence of your intuition you know these are things that i ruminate about and i have come to realize that those things can truly truly exist and this is me still on my journey every day trying to find a way to make those things coexist to create a spiritual experience that is true for me without disregarding god i never want to come to a point whereby i'm like god i neglected you i failed to acknowledge your 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 existence in my life i forgot about you and took all of these entities and made them my god i don't want to get there you know so whew, back to what i was saying um yes i was learning about introspection self-awareness and shadow work and the inner child and you know all of those things and that's the around the time i also started journaling because i learned the why well, i read rather about the benefits that journaling could have in terms of clearing your mind in terms of having you find clarity as an individual and all of those good stuff all of that good stuff you know and i was talking about my name i discovered that my name means gemstone you know um at the time i thought that my name meant crystal to be specific so when every when people would ask me what my name was i would say crystal but i recently recently discovered that it's actually not a crystal my name basically means gemstone like a literal gemstone you could be a crystal you could be japs jasper you could be a diamond you could be emerald anything that is a gemstone is a lehagwe you know so that for me was like oh okay that was also around the time that i was introduced to zodiac signs you know um so i knew i was a capricorn i just knew very briefly i knew a capricorn was an earth sign 
and also I knew that I am someone that is very connected to the earth you know I feel very connected to the earth I enjoy taking walks I enjoy trees I enjoy soil I just enjoy earth you know every and just a general earth aesthetic is just so pleasing to me you know and that was something I, I had known about myself and then to discover that I was an earth sign I was like oh okay that's not surprising and then to further discover what my name means or meant I was like okay this is not a coincidence so I should probably look into this you know so that was yeah that was how things occurred in that phase of my life so the third part of my independent spiritual journey is me at 16 and 17 years old you know so this part of my journey was about my soul mind spirit soul i was determined to reach the third aspect of myself as an individual as a spiritual being you know so at that time i had discovered transpersonal psychology so what that is is a field of thought or study in psychology centered on the spiritual aspects of human life that is what um transpersonal psychology is and I was very much fascinated about that when I discovered it because in my 14 and 15 year old um my 14 and 15 year old self only knew psychology from a mental perspective I knew about depression anxiety and all these mental disorders that you could have and you know introspection self-awareness all of these not really surface level things but it wasn't as deep as it could get and this is me at 16 and 17 years old i'm like wow so it gets deeper than this i was very much fascinated you know and i was determined to read every book possible that and at this time, guys, people would recommend novels to me. You know, they'd be like, hey, read this book. And I'm like, what is it about? They're like, oh, this girl. And I'm like, does it have characters? They're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I won't be able to read that. I can try it, but I won't finish it because I stopped reading novels. You know, I got so used to reading books that reflected where I was in my life that I could not, you know, I... Not that I lost touch with my imagination, but it's it's like if ever I were to be in an imaginative state, I would imagine things that are real. Do you get what I mean? Like in a novel, it's boy meets girl. I mean, I, my favorite genre of anything is romance, so of course I'm going to make reference to a love story. And also boy meets girl you know, fall in love, happily ever after, whatever the storyline is and its characters, I mean, I can relate to them maybe, but it's not reflecting me as Lehakwe, you know, the person that God had created, the person that God wanted me to get to know. So I'm like, I can try, but I won't, I'll barely make it through, you know. So at that time, um... 
Yes, I was reading, I read one of the most significant books I have ever read in my life, truly. It's a book by Caroline, Carol, I don't know whether it's Caroline or Carolyn, but it's Carolyn Miss, Entering the Castle and Inner Path to God and Your Soul. And the title of that book really gave me a sense of peace. You know, a sense of peace because it was very, it gave me so, so much anxiety to know that this is me, Lahak, with a Christian, almost going outside of God to look for things that Christians claimed I could find in God. Okay, so Christians are like, if you want to discover yourself, pray about it. If you want to introspect, go to God. He'll tell you all you need to know about yourself. If you want to become a self-aware huns, go to God. He'll teach you how to be self-aware. Okay, if you want to journal, instead of journaling, just go and pray and God will heal you and deliver you from all your traumas and everything. And I was like, no, I mean, no. Okay, I am a human being god gave me a mind a body a soul a spirit on this earth so surely he didn't put me in this earth to be spoon-fed by him he put me on this earth gave me free will and gave me the opportunity to journey with him in this life so surely he wants me to be on a journey and of course not neglect him but the fact is that i'm here on earth to be on a journey so if not every two minutes, two minutes, I'm going to be like, God, 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 what must I do? Of course, yes, it's God, what must I do? But there comes a point where God is like, I have taught you everything you need to know about this phase of your life. So my child, go and live it. Go and live it. And if you make a mistake, you can come back to me. I will reteach you certain lessons. I will comfort you when you need comfort. But the bottom line is that you need to spread your wings and fly you need to get out of my house and just find yourself do you get what i mean in me though so that is my perception of what god thinks about me as an individual and my journey of life generally you know so for this author to put the word to put and the word and between god and your soul validated my beliefs of religion and spirituality it validated the deep feeling that i had that truly these two things can coexist these two things can coexist provided that your so-called spirituality does not derail you from god himself and jesus and the holy spirit because essentially that is the basis of my existence as an individual you know so i could practice my spirituality and express my spirituality however i chose to for as long as it was not out of alignment with what christianity is do you get what i mean so yeah um before that right that book was given to me by um, someone I was with at the time, you know, it was like, yeah, that person knew that Lahaka loved reading books and that is someone that I 
connected with on a deeply spiritual level that was one of the people in my life that i could really talk to about anything like i'd have some crazy thoughts and i could literally tell them to this person and we would talk about crazy things together and you know i was like wow this is beautiful because i do not have to be stuck in my head about the things that I feel and think and this journey that I'm that I'm on there is someone who understands someone who is on that same journey and you know someone who encourages me in being free about the journey that I'm in someone who does not allow me to remain reserved and remain conservative someone who was like i know it's scary out there but you need to go out there and physically be in this journey you know so yeah before that right um before that i i think i found that necklace in my mom's jewelry you know so I found that necklace in my mom's jewelry. It was a very tiny chain that was connected to a very beautiful stone. At that time, I did not know what that stone was. So it was a very beautiful stone. It was an oval-shaped stone. So I wore it. I was like, hi, I found this necklace in your jewelry. Can I have it? She. It was so small. My mom likes very chunky jewelry. Like She's very dramatic in her expression, in her aesthetic expression. Which is probably where I get that from, you know. So she was, to her it seemed like a very insignificant piece of jewelry. It's like, ah, this is not, it's not giving what I wanted to give. So you can have it. And I'm like, oh, thank you. So that's, it felt very sentimental for me. I don't know why. It was just this beautiful piece of jewelry that was very minimalistic. But I felt that this is something very sentimental. And I decided that I'm going to wear it all the time. So it just never came off my neck. And you know, one day I just decided to Google what that was. You know, so this was me Googling. I knew that it was like a gemstone. You know, but I did not know which one it was. So I was Googling random gemstones and I... That's when I got to learn about crystals. And I'm like, okay, this might be a crystal. And then I just went with it. I'm like, okay, this is a crystal. And then I continued reading about the spiritual stuff that I was interested in. And then I discovered that, okay, this is rose quartz. This is rose quartz, you know, and yeah, I discovered that was rose quartz. So for me, that was a form of like spiritual direction, you know. So this is me, Lahakwe. I am wearing a Lahakwe on my neck. I wear it all the time. It never comes off. It has become a part of my aesthetic. You know, and when I researched what rose quartz was, it was a crystal that cultivated healing. It cultivated expression. It cultivated creativity. It cultivated self-love. And all of these things that really resonated with me as an individual at that time. You know, in a piece all of these spiritual virtues that I really wished to embody and that I was really on a journey to embody as an individual. You know, so I was like, okay, God, this is this is not a mistake. My name is Lahakwe, I'm wearing a Lahakwe, and then this crystal signifies parts of my spiritual journey, 
do you get what i mean and i was like oh okay that's 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 not a coincidence so i'm just gonna run with it you know and then i also discovered that crystals had you know different crystals were used for different things and you know that's when i learned that crystals have just energy and that you could use them energetically to not achieve whatever you wanted to achieve i didn't take it that far as far as like manifestation and this new age wave of spirituality that has hit the face of the earth child so um yeah that is what was happening at that time and then it broke guys like i used to bath with it i used to do everything with it and then one day it just cracked cracked as in the actual um crystal broke off from the from the chain and then i was just like you know what i was so mad but i'm like you know what i don't know where i'm gonna get a crystal but this crystal is gonna find its way back to me because there is no way i am detaching from that okay there's no way you know so also i had developed a very deep connection to that crystal or to not to that crystal specifically i developed a deep connection with the that second one that i had but with that crystal it just gave me a sense of 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 assurance you know like this is lehakwe and you are who you are and that you know it's it's not it's not wrong to want to be who you are kind of thing so it just gave me that sense of security you know that sense of assurance so after that right um the person that i was dating at that time who is the person that gave me the book that the carolyn miss entering the castle book right so we had broken up at that time and that person gave it to me when we had already broken up and he said that it would be like uh like one year one of the like one year anniversary gifts kind of things because he knew that i liked very sentimental stuff so of course nale hakwe i had been since i knew the previous crystal i had was rose quartz i knew what it was for and i knew that okay if there is a crystal that is for me it is rose quartz you know that was like a personalized thing for me so i had not told him about that i had mentioned that i liked crystals because even on my profile picture i would always have pictures of crystals in a bowl i would just have these spiritual aesthetic stuff i would post about them all the time i would talk about them all the time and i had never officially mentioned to anyone that listen i think rose quartz is mine type of thing you know so um he gave it to me and i look at it and i'm like what this is rose quartz like hello so that for me was like this crystal broke and it's finding its way back to me so it means it's my crystal it means like so most of the things that i i had experienced in my spiritual journey was just a build up of things that when i look back and analyze them i at that time i saw them as 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 everything is meant everything happens for a reason i saw them as synchronicities i saw them as this means something 
you know so the fact that i the previous one broke and then now you are giving me this as a very like sentimental thing you know i like crystals but you do not know that my favorite crystal maybe he didn't know actually but you do not know that my favorite crystal is rose quartz and you do not know what it is for and then here it is boom it, it's coming back so it was it was not small it was not it was not medium sized it was just a fair sized crystal and i would take it everywhere with me you know this crystal really i felt so deeply connected to that crystal i felt i don't know whether it was a connection or an attachment i don't know if i was if i was attached to it in a in a in a very idolizing kind of way i do not know if that was me committing idolatry which is something that god urges us never to do in this lifetime okay so i would take it every way with me that was me at 16 17 right and i have kept it until a few months ago right and i carried it everywhere with me literally and i would feel so deeply connected to it i would you know whenever i was journaling i would like journal about it you know cuz for me that was so real and that's part that was so real and i am a very stubborn person if i believe something to be true there's nothing you can do to make me unbelieve it if something is real to me and i'm passionate about it there is nothing you can do to convince me that this is a scam so at that point i was like listen i feel very connected to this crystal this crystal has really helped me discover so many things about myself and they it was just that's what it was and i was like people may not understand this but i know that this is what is true for me you know and then also around that time i was introduced to zodiac signs you know not introduced but introduced on like a deeper level i've always known that okay i'm a capricorn is whatever but now i was like okay this crystal has also you know when i not when i meet people but for me i believe that self awareness should be a very balanced pursuit you know because i could be aware of certain things about myself but it's important for me to also go out there and be like what do you think about me what type of vibes do i give off you know what type of energy do i have and i would ask the people around me like what vibes do i give you what energy do i have and all of the things that they would say about me or they would say that i made them feel or they would say they felt whenever they were around me are things that i felt when i was around this crystal when i had it with me so in a sense i truly felt that that crystal was a reflection of my energy you know i remember um even with with my boyfriend at the time we were walking down the road i forgot where we were going and we were having like an we were not arguing but i was really pissed about something and i didn't really want to talk about it and one thing about me when i'm pissed don't force me to talk cuz you're just draining me just wait for me to finish being pissed off and then i'll come back to you when i'm done but this person was really persisting you know and then 
I don't know how it happened, but we just ended up talking about crystals in a very aggressive way. You know, and he's like to me, are you the crystal or are you the energy in the crystal? It's like I was quiet and he was going on and on and on and ranting about stuff. And then he just ended up mentioning crystals. I don't know. I guess it was sort of an analogy that he was making about something. But he's like, are you the crystal or are you the energy in the crystal? And this is me walking. This is me. I'm continuing. I'm walking. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I really need to think about that. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, Lahakwe, this is a thought. You have it locked into your brain. You're going to sit down and think about what it is for you. Then he stands in front of me and he looks at me. He's like, answer me. I'm like, hey, Vatung. He's like, are you the crystal or are you the energy in the crystal? And I'm like, both. Like both in a very, I don't know the answer right now. So leave me alone so I can figure it out. I'll come back and tell you when I have figured it out. If truly it's an answer that if truly you want the answer kind of way. So I was like, both? And he's like, no, you can't be both. And I'm like, dude, get it both. You know, and then that was that. You know, so the things that my people would say they felt about me or they felt around me or they know the essence of my energy as an individual are things that are the feels that I got from this crystal. So in that way, I had, I, I was beginning to view this crystal as a reflection of me. Which is true because what they say about crystals is that as much as it gives off energy, it can also absorb energy. So I'm guessing this crystal was absorbing my energy and releasing it as well. That's why I felt that it really resonated with me or I felt connected to it or I felt that it was a it had a mirror effect you know so that was me right and in terms of zodiac signs I don't know how it happened on Instagram and Twitter right I was beginning to follow like the psychology stuff I was following following like zodiac sign stuff just to know more about it you know so I then discovered um, astrology, right? So zodiac signs are just... And the thing with zodiac signs is that people are... People don't know that it's a lot deeper than that one sign, you know? So many people, maybe if you're a Cancer, you read briefly about what... And there's a difference between zodiac signs and horoscopes. A horoscope is a prediction of your life based on your zodiac sign. So maybe maybe in the newspaper, it would be maybe a Friday and they'd say, okay, this week is about love. You're going to meet your husband. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And they'll say all of these things about what's going to happen in your future just because you're a cancer. I did not read that. I did not believe that. I knew very well that I was not going to have some sign okay predict my life so i was not reading horoscopes i was not doing any of that but you know people would always say that they do not believe in zodiac signs because it just doesn't these descriptions don't embody who they are as individuals you know for for me as well there were certain things about capricorns that i had read and i'm like mm, this isn't quite it you know like the fact that we are traditional and we're very um what's the word we're traditional and we are very conventional right 
I very much disagreed with that. I guess in many ways I am traditional, but for me, un- being conventional means that you are not open-minded. Being conventional means that you will stick to the same thing that you know you are not willing to discover new things, you are not willing to take risks and go out of your comfort zone to discover things. And that's not me. That's that's mm. not who I am. Mm. You know, so... Yeah, um, I I forgot how I was introduced into astrology. But um, I googled i mean i think i saw i don't know whether it was a tweet or an instagram post by one of these zodiac people that i used to follow right and they were talking about getting a birth chart done and all of that so i went to i think it's michael knight i just typed that into the internet you know finding your birth chart or whatever and also there was a girl at my school at that time who also believed in zodiac signs, I actually think it was her, I think it was her that introduced me to, not introduced me, but she would talk about astrology a lot, and I just developed an interest, and I developed curiosity, I became curious about it, and I went to go see for myself, you know, so I was typing in the internet, and then I came across this Michael Knight website, where you add your name, your birth date your birth um your birth time if you don't know your birth time that was still okay and i i did that you know and that's when i learned all of these things about my myself and remember that i was trying to discover myself so i was trying to use You know, I knew my ability of turning information into truth. Do you get what I mean? Like, I could get a piece of information and analyze it. Analyze it, reflect on it, and have it become a reality for me. And there were so many things about myself that I really wanted to know, but I did not know where to search for that. You know, and basically what what a birth chart is, is it shows you a chart of where the planets were when you were born so there are different you know it's it's a whole personalized thing you know that is the reason why someone that's a cancer would be like i don't i don't resonate with all of these things that they say about cancers the reason for that is that there are 12 um I mean, I, I know a little bit about this, but I didn't get that deep into it to understand it in depth. I mean, I understand it basically, but I don't understand it in depth. You know, but there are 12 um, planets, right? And yeah, there are 12 planets and all those planets were at sp- specific... Am I explaining it right? Yeah, there are 12 planets and those planets were in specific signs when you were born. Right? So the reason why people don't resonate with their zodiac signs is that it's deeper than just your sun sign. So just to explain it briefly, there's what we call the big three. There's like a whole chart 
that you can get personalized but there's a big three right so it's your sun sign which is the sign that everybody knows right like everybody knows hey because i was born on the 3rd of jan i'm a capricorn because i was born on the 6th of december i'm a sag because i was born on the 20th of november i'm a scorpio that's the basic one which is your star sign which basically describes your personality so of course if you're gonna read if you're a cancer and you're reading stuff about cancer you're obviously not going to feel that it resonates with you because the only cancer thing is your personality. The only thing that resonates with the sign cancer is your personality and the other aspects of you that are explained in this birth chart that, you know, that really can't be boxed into one zodiac sign, if you get what I'm saying. You know, so you have your big three. It's your sun sign, mine is in Capricorn, which explains my personality. You know, and then you have your moon sign, which is basically the way that you ex not express your emotions, the way you experience your emotions, right? So mine is in Capricorn, basically. And then you have your, it's your sun, moon, and your rising. Your rising or ascendant is basically what the world sees, the perception that the world has of you. And mine is in Taurus. And then you have your... Other other things like your Venus, your your Mars, which all of mine are in Scorpio. Like my Venus and Mars are in Scorpio, right? So for me to explain that, it's going to be very strenuous, but let me try, okay? So, um, let me use Taurus. Let me use my my ascendant, my rising, which is in Taurus, right? So basically what your ascendant and rising is, is the way that the world views you, the way you act. Basically, it's not necessarily your personality at the core, but it's the way you portray yourself, the way people perceive you, you know. So with that being said, you look at where, where, which sign that is in, you know, so my rising or ascendant ascendant is in taurus okay taurus is known to be a taurus is known to be passionate reserved you know very calm and things that are synonymous to that so people view me as a calm reserved person that is genuinely how people view me and I guess when I was reading that chart, it made so much sense to me because I saw so much truth in what was being said about me. You know, Venus is the way that you love, the way you express love, femininity and all of those things, you know. So I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing we all know what Venus is, guys. We know what Venus is. We know it's symbolic of love, of romance of all of those things so my venus is in scorpio right so how you interpret that is the way that you love or the way that you express love the way you express your passion is synonymous to the traits of scorpio so scorpios are known to be intense passionate you know spiritual and all of that so it means the way that i love the way that i express myself is synonymous to the way a Scorpio would do it, kind of a thing. So that's basically how you interpret your chart, right? So 
also I got into numerology. You know, I remember I had this app that you just filled in your details and you would and it would give you your life path number, it would give you your soul urge number, it would give you I think it's called the destiny number. And basically they would calculate those things using your birth date. And when I read those things, those things were very, very accurate. I felt like, man, this thing really, really explains what's up with me. And in many ways, that is how I came to know so much about myself. It's like I can explain myself. It's like I know why I do this. I know why my reactions to certain things are this. I know why... You know, like I know certain things about myself because of the things that I read about myself and the way that I tied it to or related it to my reality. You know, so that was happening at that time. Also, I was, um, I was, no, that was this year, actually. That was me at 18. So, yes, that was that phase of my life. And... Through all of that, that is very not aligned to Christianity. That isn't aligned to Christianity at all. So although I was using all of these resources to discover myself, I was still reading my Bible. I was still, I was not going to church at that time actually. But I was still reading my Bible. I was still very much devotional. I was still fasting. I was still praying. I was still doing all of the things that I did as a Christian as a christian you know so yes that was that and then me at 18 right i am 18 years old right now i am turning 19 in jan right so yeah me at 18 years old that is when i was still discovering myself you know i am still discovering myself no matter how much I think I know about myself, there'll always be more to discover. The journey of self-discovery, self-rediscovery just never ends. Because we are always evolving. We are always unlearning and learning. We are always unbecoming to become. It's just a continuous life process. You know, so me at 18, this was me getting introduced to personality types, right? So I just knew that, okay, Lahak was an introvert, that's just it. You know, so I took personality tests. I took quite a few personality tests and um, I discovered that my personality type is INFJ, right? And of course, I didn't believe it. I was like, ah, some, you know, app or test is just gonna, I think it's Carl Young. No, it's not Carl Young. I'm lying. It's the Myers-Berg Bridges 16 personality type yes i hope i do not butcher this name it's myersburg bridges i think 16 personality types yes so i think i discovered that on twitter as well twitter is like my journal okay everything is on twitter if there is one app i would never delete i would never abandon it is twitter okay so Yes, Twitter, I discovered that on Twitter and I'm like, you know what, let me actually do this test because I saw a lot of people talking about it. You know, so I did that test and my results were INFJ. So I was like, no, 
I'm not going to take one taste and have it tell me who I am. Like, no, that is never going to happen. Not in this day and age. Honey, no. You know? So I took a couple of other tests that gave me the same results, like similar results. You know, so out of all the tests, INFJ was were my results. I had an INFJ result more than I had a different result. result. Do you know what I'm saying? So if I took like seven tests, maybe four of them were INFJ. Two were similar to INFJ and then one was completely something that I have never seen in this lifetime. Like I cannot see anywhere how that and me could possibly be in the same sentence or same explanation. You know, so that's what it was. So I learned that, okay, Lahak was an INFJ. I would read about it. And in that way, I was also able to discover many things about myself. I discovered why I do the same the things that I do on a deeper level why I have the reactions that I have why I have the interests that I have why the reason I interact the way I do on a from a social perspective you know the reason I have the interests that I have the reason why I am in such a deep pursuit of of knowledge and my interest in spirituality and all of these weird stuff you know, so that made sense to me. And then, that is when my beliefs were challenged. Okay, so one day, one day, I, I think it was, this was around June. July, August, September, October, it's December, obviously. Why am I reciting the months? My goodness. December, June, July. Yeah, around June or July. Um, yeah, around June or July. So around June, July. Um, yeah, I got home and I was cooking. Right, so this is me cooking, and prior to that, my mom would always tell me, you know, don't get too deep into these number stuff. Like, she didn't know it's called numerology. But sometimes she would have numbers appear to her, like maybe 222 or just a weird combination of numbers, and she would research it, and we would look at it together and look at the meanings of these numbers and all of that. And she'd warn me, she'd be like, you know, and little did she know that, girl, I had been there, I had done that, I had done numerology, I had discovered my life path numbers, I had been there. You are late. So she was like, you know, they are dangerous if you have no spiritual covering, all of that, all of that. Because my mom is a very, very spiritual person, you know, and she has the power to do things that I can't do. Like, she's lived longer than me. She has been in a relationship with God for longer than I have. Obviously, she has evolved at a at a at an exponential rate, you know, and I, at 18, cannot reach the level that she is at. I still have a very long way to go, you know. So she's like, no, and little did she know her way, I had been there, I had done that. You know, so, okay, 
she would always tell me, Hori, you know, don't do them. Like, just randomly. She would, we'd be talking and she's like, you know, crystals and all of that, they are dangerous, they do this. Also, one thing I had, I remember I had asked her if it's okay to do yoga. Because I, I mean, with all of these things, and what these things are called are new age beliefs. You know, these crystals, these zodiac sign things, this numerology. The the only thing I needed to do that would make me a full-blown new age believer was to start manifesting stuff, okay? And start manifesting stuff, start communicating with my ancestors and start doing yoga, okay? Had I done those things, I would have been a new a full-blown new age believer so i knew that okay god does not want those things so i can't do them so one day i was just really i was confused i was really trying to figure it out i was like why can't i do yoga you know and i remember i think i was in grade 11 yes my life science teacher name is miss smith i my friend and i at the time were the last people to come out of that class and we were asking her why we can't do yoga. I think we were having that conversation about being able to do yoga. And, you know, before we went out of class, she sort of stopped to have a little chat with us. And we ended up talking about yoga and we asked why we can't do yoga. And she says that we can't do yoga because as Christians, it would just really be evoking energies that we aren't supposed to be evoking. The positions that they are in are positions that they use to worship their gods or to summons certain energies and all of that and we just really had no business doing that and i was like oh, okay i'll go ask my mom like this is person one you're explaining it to me but i don't really get it so i'm gonna ask my mom because whenever i am inquisitive about something and i ask my mom she gives it to me in a way that leaves me feeling satisfied it leaves me satisfied i have no doubt about the truth. Okay. So I asked my mom and she was telling me. And then I'm like, okay, no yoga. I concluded her, okay, lahako, no yoga for you. You know, so also at that time, I'm saying at that time, like it was years ago, me as an 18 year old right now. The artists that I listen to, some of the artists that I listen to are new age believers. I listen to Umi, I listen to Janae Aiko. They use a lot of, they, they do meditations in their music. They, you know, use sound bowls. They talk about spirituality, but they don't mention God or Jesus. They believe in the universe. And I do believe in the universe, but I believe god being the creator of the universe so i live in a universe that god created and sometimes i do make reference to the universe but i don't make reference to the universe as a god for me it's like the universe is a natural not a natural system a universe is something we live in that god created we know that god is an orderly god god created rules and systems to govern the earth so i think that the universe or the cosmos is this big system that god has created that we live under so god has created this thing under his laws under his rules 
and we just live under that but ultimately everything is is god god is the godhead he is the godhead of everything you know so i never mentioned the universe as in like the universe is my god like let's worship the trees let's worship the ocean it's like no the trees can be a way for not a way for me to connect to god but when i look at a tree i'm like this gives me oxygen this gives shade to you know animals this is a beautiful creation you know this is a part of the universe that god has created and i thank god for it you know that's basically where it ends so in my connection to earth i recognize that i am connected to the universe and i am a part of the universe but the universe does not rule me god rules me and the universe do you get what i mean so that's what it was and yeah listening to jenna aiko and erica badu and people like india ari you know and yeah that's and oprah oprah is i don't know i know she's she believes in jesus but i don't really know whether or not she's a new ager but those are the people that i liked and that i would listen to speak and that i whose music i would listen to you know i still do though so back to what i was saying june july um i come home and i was i don't know i was on youtube and i don't know how i discovered that of course my my youtube recommendations are like spiritual stuff so it's not necessarily about meditation or these new age belief stuff because i didn't necessarily that's not what i had accepted as a belief system that's not what i had consciously accepted as my belief system but there were just random videos that would pop up about crystals about like manifesting which is something that i didn't believe in because i knew that god does not want me to be in charge of my reality you know that would be me replacing god's role in my life so i knew that i did not meditate i mean there are definitely different types of meditations there's that meditation where you sit and go hum which is what everybody thinks of when the word meditation is mentioned but another type of meditation that i practice is something called contemplative meditation which is basically sitting down with your thoughts and listening to them or quote unquote contemplating them so thinking ruminating pondering on your thoughts is a form of meditation do you get what i'm saying and yeah when meditation is is mentioned it's not necessarily the formal the formal way of meditating that is being spoken about you know so yes on my recommendations i just came across a video of this woman who was interviewing people that are like formal former new ages right so it's these people having testimonies about how they were in this new age belief systems they were manifesting they were using crystals to clear their energy and all of these things they were using tarot cards which is one thing that i also never got into 
so they were you i never got into tarot cards and these psychic stuff because i knew from the get-go that that's not my christianity does not allow me to do that you know so you know um tarot cards and psychic readings and all of that and that's when i actually started watching these videos of these people giving their testimonies and saying that you know as a christian it's wrong to believe in those things because they dilute your christianity and they were just saying a whole lot of stuff you know and i was convicted i was like oh my god that this was me really being deeply hurt because after hearing all of that i'm like did i abandon god did i literally throw god away and take all of these things that i was reading and that i was learning and made them idols did i replace god you know so i went to take my i mean i was thinking that okay i really need to get rid of my crystal that crystal that i had you know so i'm like i can't continue having this because clearly it seems like i am creating an idol out of it and that is I mean, I'm not aware of it, but maybe in many ways it was detaching me from, from God, you know, and from my Christian beliefs. Or not even my Christian beliefs, because I am a, I, I'm still a Christian and I have actively been a Christian since I was introduced to Christianity. But, you know, maybe I wasn't as passionate about it as I was supposed to be, you know. So I, in my mind, I was like, oh, you know what, tomorrow I am going to go and like put this crystal somewhere. So in my mind, I'm like this, in my mind, I'm thinking of doing some ceremonial-ish. Like I was going to go somewhere and, you know, maybe bury it or just throw it maybe in, I live opposite a rail. I don't know if that makes sense but like when I walk out this gate it's the street and then it's like a railway and then the people opposite us are on the other side of the railway so this railway there are like a lot of trees so I was like okay maybe I could throw it there you know or yeah maybe I could throw it there or um, a few streets away from here there is a like a charity shop where you can donate stuff you know so i was like okay maybe i can go there and i could give it to them or just do something with it something very significant i guess but i don't know in that moment i just went to get that crystal and i threw it in the bin <laughs> okay guys i took it and i threw it in the bin after that i was like did i just throw myself away i'm like after all the work i have done in myself did i just take myself and throw myself in the bin basically you know but i was like god if my beliefs are limiting me from reaching a higher level with you then i don't want to do this anymore you know i don't want to i just want to forget about everything and just listen to what you have to say and i apologize if i have subconsciously or unconsciously replaced you i i deeply apologize for that i repent and please do not take your spirit away from me that was like the prayer that i was sort of saying in my heart you know and 
now I am here and I do not have any crystals or anything like that. I am at a place where I'm like, the things that I learned about myself through some of these new age beliefs are things that have sort of made me who I am and that have made me so grounded in what I believe in. You know, and I don't necessarily believe that these things I believe in are wrong, you know, in terms of the psychology aspect of it. But I definitely know that zodiac signs aren't meant to, they were not meant to have so much precedence over my life the way that they did, you know. So even me mentioning in the beginning that my grandmother, my great-grandmother was a Pisces, my grandmother's a Capricorn, my mom is Scorpio, me a Capricorn, that was just me mentioning it. And also, I, my mind is so accustomed to zodiac signs. Like, even when I meet people right now, I'm like, what's your zodiac sign? They're like Sagittarius. I'm like, oh, you were Sag kind of thing because it's become so second nature to me and that's not me limiting who they are to a zodiac sign but i see the ways that it has it has helped me understand myself and when someone tells me their sign i am just i don't know i guess there's a behavior certain behavior that i expect them to possess you know maybe that's a judgment that i make of people a subconscious judgment because of you know, yeah, I'm guessing that's what it is, but right now, I, I mean, I was going to definitely get deeper into it, you know, I had, I had only looked into my birth chart and the birth charts of the people around me, you know, and I could have definitely gotten a lot deeper, I could have gotten into this whole psychic situation, I could have gotten into manifesting, I don't think I would have, but I most probably would without realizing, you know, so now I'm at a place of realizing my truth. I'm not going to say the truth, realizing my truth and realizing that this journey was very essential for the way I view God right now, you know, and this these phases of mine have really helped me develop a very father daughter a very parental relationship with god you know because from from being in church church really i feel like church was a lot of pressure for many people you know it's like you are expected to project this perfect relationship with God. It's like at church you are expected to have this immaculate faith. You are expected to be like, oh, I believe God is going to do this for me, do that for me, do that. But when you go home, you sit with yourself and you question God. You know, so it's like, for example, a woman that is barren. You've been married for seven years and you have no kids and you go to church and every day they're telling you, hey, believe, have faith, have faith, have faith. And it's like at church you are smiling, you are the one preaching, you are the one encouraging everyone and spreading the word of God. But when you get home, you sit down and you doubt God's ability to give you a child. And I think it would have been really amazing to see 
to see Christianity embracing those phases or those that that aspect of our relationship with God. You know, I remember I was listening to Mpumile Dwaba and Brendan Praise. They are married and they have a podcast together, but I was watching one of their YouTube videos and Brendan Praise was saying that we do not have to hide our feelings from God. He was saying we don't have to... What exactly did he say? He said something like, you do not have to protect God from your feelings or emotions. And he went further to explain that God gave us free will. And that God giving us free will, the best thing or the most significant thing that we can do for him that shows that truly it is our will for us to be it is our will to be in relationship with him is for us to be honest with him you know god is omnipresent he knows everything that you do whether or not you tell him he knows so the the best thing you can do or the most honest thing you can do is to be transparent with god and be like god i did this i know i was not supposed to do it and i apologize you know even with um people that have grown to be my spiritual leaders like one of my spiritual leaders i mean she's my spiritual leader and spiritual mentor in my head okay she does not know me but i know for a fact that she was sent to me by god you know she's sarah jakes and i really really love her ministry and for me that is spirituality. When I look at Sarah Jake, she is an embodiment of spirituality. Yes, she is religious. But when I look at her, I see the very words religious and spiritual. Okay? Because even in her preachings, she is like, you know, yes, you can go to God, you can pray to God, but you need to do the work to to make whatever it is you are asking to God for happen, you know? It's like if you are depressed, for example, which is really what our parents and grandparents think or say to us. It's like when you have depression, it's like, oh, there's a spirit of depression hovering above you or around you or that lives in you. And it's like, okay, it's a spirit of depression, but there's something wrong with my mind like there is something that is chemically imbalanced in my brain and having a pastor laying hands on me may or will deliver me of this spirit of depression but the truth is that this thing is in my mind and the truth is that I need therapy which is what I love about pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts she's like God has the power to do this but you're still gonna have to do the work you still you still have to sit with yourself and work on your healing you still have to go to therapy you still have to challenge yourself and sit with your inner child and just heal yourself you know which for me that is what spirituality is for me spirituality is spirituality is healing yourself spirituality is looking at yourself and being honest about who you are and being honest about the way you exist in this earth and because god is our father and god wants the best for us and god wants us to represent him well 
you know, he then will help us become that. He will help us become the best versions of ourselves. But it's not a supernatural thing. It's not like you pray to God one day, God heal me, and then voo, the next day you wake up and you're healed from your childhood trauma and all the trauma that you have experienced in your lifetime. It's like, you know, God... God knew you, you know, before he formed you in your mother's womb and he knows your potential and when you are in this earth, it's your responsibility to discover that potential. It's your responsibility to to want better for yourself in the spiritual sense. It's your responsibility to reach the depth of your potential spiritually you know and yeah that's really what i love about sarah jakes she's not all pray to god pray to god pray to god and he shall do it for you it's like yes he shall do it for you but you have childhood trauma sometimes you don't need a prayer sis you don't need to be prayed for you need to sit down and deal with your childhood trauma you know and i love that because that really also validates all of the things that I believe in. It validates the fact that psychology is a part of one's spiritual journey. You know, psychology is a part of one's spiritual journey and you can't just go to church and pray every day and neglect the fact that you have childhood trauma, neglect the fact that you are broken and that you need to heal and that your brokenness, you know, your brokenness is detrimental to the people around you and you are walking around saying holy holy is the lord god almighty but you are broken you need to heal and just really understanding that you i mean god can use us in our brokenness but understanding that you cannot reach your full potential in that state of of heart that state that state of spirit that state of soul that state of mind you know and just having the freedom to be a vessel of God, knowing that you have no, there are no internal issues that you have that will prevent you from doing the things that God says that you must do, you know, and it's, 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 you know, like, for example, God might ask you to write a book, perhaps you are 25 years old and you've been on this journey and God is like, write a book. And because you have a fear of rejection that stems from your childhood trauma that you did not deal with, you won't be able to write that book because you fear that it will be rejected by the world. You know, so in that way, your trauma and the, the things, your trauma basically is preventing you from doing what God requires of you, you know, and from fulfilling your purpose which is basically the gospel that Sarah Jakes spreads, you know. So, yeah, that is what I think about spirituality and religion. I think that they should not be separated. And I think because God is our Father, there is... Everyone has their personal journey. You know, everybody has their personal journey god speaks to all of us in different ways god manifests in our lives in many different ways and i think 
the world would be such a better place if we were to not impose our beliefs on other people. You know, I personally, I don't believe in African spirituality. I don't believe in Ukpasa and summoning your ancestors and all of these things. But when I see people do that, I don't be like, I don't look at them and be like, oh my God, you're going to hell. I'm like, okay, I do not believe in this because the Bible that I read states clearly that you are to have no other gods before me. But if that's what you want to do, I can respect that because that is what is true to you so i think the world would be such a better place if we were to not engage in arguments and debates about our religions and try to force people or impose our beliefs and views on people because as much as i feel that this god of mine is real as much as i feel that my spiritual experiences have been real there is someone out there who has a very different belief from me who also believes that what they are feeling and experiencing is real. And I believe that both of our experiences should be not accepted, but the least we can do is just accept that these are our truths as, you know, individuals and not judge each other and not bash each other and, you know, just live in peace, you know. Live in peace and, you know... It's like spirituality has, or my spirituality has, I mean, if I could put it, put everything that I've said in one umbrella, you know, I'd say the most important thing is having an honest relationship with God. Whether you are spiritual, whether you are religious, whether you are both. Having an honest experience with God, you know, knowing that you communicate with God and he communicates with you and everything that you do is in alignment with what he wants for your life and in alignment with how he wants you to receive him, how he wants to express himself to you. You know, that's what I think is the most important thing. So we have reached the end of the episode. I certainly hope that this conversation has moved you to have an intimate conversation with yourself about your spiritual journey and your beliefs and all the experiences that have inspired that. Thank you once again for checking in with me. You can follow me on Instagram. My handle is conversations with yourself at lehakwe underscore. Sibanda, you guys can DM me your feedback, your perspectives, and any other topics you would like us to have conversations about. And I'll be back next week with a new topic. And I wish you guys to have a very good week. Until the next time, we have a conversation. <laughs>